0: Let's start with but, kind of like what A- what you think ADHD mm. looks like in the gym and like why mm-hmm. it's so hard.
1: Uh, yeah, so for one, it, 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 they're going to find it on the surface, they're going to find it quite boring. Okay, and they're going to find it quite overwhelming as well. So these are lack of stimulation, big thing with ADHD and then overwhelming. Another big thing with ADHD. The other thing would be fear of failure. Um, and all or nothing. Just not able to think long-term about it and having issues with planning. And then executive functioning, so following the actual program, you know, remembering to bring their gear, remembering to bring their shoes, to that they go to the gym before work on this day. And that, you know, it's just the planning, the organizing and everything. And then in the actual gym itself, it's, it's a noisy environment. Everyone appears to know what they're doing except for you. And if you're new to that environment, that's going to hurt everyone, like you said, but it's going to just hit 10 times harder with someone uh, with some
0: the ADHD. Hey, what's going on, beautiful people? This is Ryan Turner, your performance dietitian and mental health advocate. And several times per week, I'm delivering impactful 10-minute shorts and amazing guest stories as we explore that intersection between satisfaction, satiety, and biological need. It's all to help you empower your unique brain, improve performance, and support your body composition goals. But hey, remember, if it's working for you, your health, your mindset, and your definition of success, no one deserves to tell you different. You do you. Fuel you. Coach James. Yo, that's me. Thanks so much. Thanks so much (laughs) for being here. I so appreciate it. where Where exactly are you coming from right now?
1: I am in Ireland, um and I know the American geography can be lacking. so that's a small island nation on the western front of Europe next to Great Britain, but not part of Great Britain, but six small dominions of the country are part of Great Britain. It's very confusing and i'm in <laughs> I'm in Wicklow, which is, I think. It's very very nice part of Ireland. It's on the east coast, so it's quite close to mainland UK. Oh god, I can't believe I said mainland UK. Uh, people will kill me for that. Mainland Great Britain, I guess, but we're not part of Great Britain. Yeah. So on a clear day, you can see the mountains in Wales if you're up on a hill here. So we've got the Irish Sea to like I'm on the I'm on right on the Irish Sea. So it, ten minutes on a bike down that road and you're in the sea for a swim. But I would not be one for swimming in cold water. I, I don't know, are you into the cold water thing? You mean like
0: Andrew Huberman now? Yeah, no. Uh, no fad no. everywhere? Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm
1: glad we're on the same page, yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like I've turned my shower cold a couple times and I feel like there's been a benefit. Um, yeah. I, it Just in terms of like, there's <laughs> like not sweating after just being um just hot in a shower but well, i feel like there's it's not really hit me any other way
1: that sounds like quite normal behavior to want to use cold water to cool down <laughs> yeah uh, but like intentionally making yourself cold yeah i don't know i think there's bigger bigger fish to fry in my day <laughs> than making myself cold on purpose uh yeah i i, I, I yeah i'm sure you look you know whatever Whatever floats your boat, but yeah, I, Andrew Huberman on the fence, if not <laughs> jumped off the fence to grab an implement. Uh, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure about Andrew. Huberman. That might, that might divide an audience, but uh, <laughs> I'm willing to take a hit on that one.
0: <laughs> no, I think it's all good. Andrew Huberman, I think it is, um, I always try and find something kind of positive in it. And like, I'm definitely not, not a huge fan of his. I do like how he's turning people into mm. um, at least listeners or kind of thinking about their body in some yes. kind of way. But at the same point, I think that a lot of people have to understand that the the person he's talking to, to use Who some of the things, yeah. it, it's yeah. just like these minute details to maybe mm-hmm. take that like you know 10 percent of individuals and then make them one percent better
1: 10, and I don't think 10 percent of the population you're referring to I mean,
0: <laughs> that I might even be being generous
1: <laughs> yeah i know like i'm not <laughs> even just... talking to 10 percent of the population <laughs> um yeah that's the thing if you looked at those statistics you'd be, it's quite worrying i mean i think 90 percent of the population don't adhere to the most exercise basic guidelines that our government would set out so I would love to be someone who is in need of Andrew Impleman's guidance. That would be great. Because I'd be like, you know, playing soccer for Milan and looking to get that last bit of performance out of myself and optimize my sleep. I'd love that. But I'm not. I'm just a, a Joe. So, unfortunately, he's not relevant to me. But there you go. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> I've i seen you as a pretty special Joe then. Uh, oh, thanks, and um (laughs) i think it's i think you know we are we are focusing on a specific population here and that's really you know i think the adhd population and i think that that is something that i reached out to you for yeah um but you know what i have to ground myself for a second before i love getting into a conversation always love for someone to introduce themselves just through food and i think this is going to be great with you being being in ireland maybe it's different than what i get all the time here but uh how would you introduce yourself to people group of people (laughs) people listening right now through (laughs) food
1: i love how you think it's going to be something irish it absolutely is not so we do have like amazing food here we have amazing restaurants here we have amazing produce like some of the best dairy and beef and uh seafoods that you could imagine but um irish cuisine It's kind of not really a thing, you know. It's it's simple sort of food. Like, I mean, you know, like stew, like carrots and potatoes and, you know, braised beef. But, you know, that's going to taste better if you do it with Irish produce, but cook it in a French way and put some red wine in there and put some mushrooms and, you know, put some more fancy stuff in there. It's still Irish food. But, yeah, Irish cuisine, not a massive... Fan. Irish food, Irish chefs, Irish restaurants, Irish produce, yeah, t- amazing, incredible. But for me, my like food that is a good introduction for me would be pizza. Like, and I absolutely just love pizza so much. Um, but a very particular kind of pizza. And I found that last night because me and my fiance went out for pizza, and it just wasn't my thing. You know, it was it just didn't do it for me. And I like a particular Neapolitan pizza so much <laughs> that I want to actually visit Naples and just eat pizza every day. Like when I have, and I'll only get like the cheese and sauce, like and basil and olive oil. That's it. <laughs> I, what know. is it?
0: So I hear, I hear that you love it. If you were to choose or maybe mm. describe yourself, what is it about that pizza that would kind of, that you are really identifying with?
1: I've always had a fascination like uh, with it, like um, anyone that just seeing them turn the dough when I was a kid in restaurants between the fire and the oven. And I did work in kitchens for a brief time and didn't make pizza and I've always liked pizza and I think a few years ago the pizza I had last night I would have enjoyed, but now I've tasted this Neapolitan style and it's just a pinnacle because, you know, it only needs the most basic toppings and it, it, it's just incredible. Like they use very particular type of tomatoes very particular type of cheese very particular dough there's only one place in dublin that does it like i would say like under license from some uh, italian government body because they got guys out from naples on a plane to like build the oven for them um but it's incredible like um and when you eat it it's just like it, it it's just it just yeah it just lights me up but i suppose it it, it for me it's that the The day-to-day here is, you know, we're trying to eat in a, in a way to support our, our the life we want, right? You know, like that's basically what we're trying to do. Some people might say eat for your goals, but I think that's looking too short term. You have to be able to eat in a way that is supporting the life that you want. And if you want to have a certain body shape or you want to perform physically in a certain way, or if you just really want to eat food and that's your life and was has meaning to you, then how you look how you perform is all going to be based on that and that's fine there's no one way of doing it and there's no ideal there but for me eating pizza all the time certainly is not going to support the life that I want so one of the ways I get around that is I kind of raise my standards for the food that is not what I eat all the time so that I don't if i'm eating a re- if i've had a really good napolitan pizza and it's like every month or so i'm just not tempted by dominos then because i know it's not going to hit me <laughs> the same way and then on a tuesday yeah. night i'm not going to order dominos on a tuesday night it's going to be in a water calorie controlled chili or something like that you know which is fine it's it's not as exciting as napolitan pizza but there's balance there and it's whatever has meaning to you you know with food so
0: I think it I think it definitely needs to be in there just in terms of joy, right? Oh no, yeah. So, no, that's it. Because if you yeah. you take
1: it if you take it like it has to food has to have meaning to you and food has to support the life you want. So the meaning it has to you is kind of like it's part of your life. So you can't not have something that you enjoy that much, or else you're not supporting the life that you want. You know. For sure. Yeah, yeah there's so that's the way I look at it anyway. This so, is
0: like I would um I've I've been trying to, I've been working to refine this message a little bit more, but Mm. I always try to uh, kind of place ourselves somewhere in between, kind of like triangulate. I still don't know the exact language Mm. I want to use, but kind of putting between that biological need, satiety and structure, and then also Mm. satisfaction. And so it's like, you know, when we Mm. start talking about pizza and just trying not to get so wrapped up in calories and macros. Mm. And also not getting wrapped up in just, you know, trying to make yourself full here. We Mm. have to keep that kind of that satisfaction side, right? So if we're trying to kind of find where we are, I think Mm. a lot of people when we talk about pizza, right? It's like, if you're finding yourself completely moved towards that one that one area of just satisfaction, but you're not thinking about those other two, you're likely mm-hmm. just moving yourself away from the lifestyle that you maybe want, or at least the goals yeah. that you kind of want there. Yeah. And so I'm always trying to kind of figure out how to describe that to be like, Hey, where, where like, where are we able to kind of pull you back? To? Because at no point should you be at like one point on that, what I'm looking at as a triangle in my, in my kind of mind. Mm. But yeah. Pizza needs to be in there. So I like that idea.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's for sure. Like, I mean, I think the, um, middle, the middle of that advice is always the, individual you know I mean and what they want
0: yeah
1: and it's like if you want yeah to be 15% body fat all year round then you got to think about how you're going to make that work and um, it's probably less pizza than me you know, but, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know you do you you know so it's like yeah I think it's the individuals at the middle of that really and don't don't go after someone else's version of success really is the main thing with all coaching you know don't go after someone oh else. man yeah
0: we get that all the time yeah but so. speaking of coaching um mm. you being in Ireland you describing you yourself know. through pizza all these cool yeah. things and I'm so <laughs> is it kind of I haven't tried a New
1: York pizza by the way <laughs> you
0: I'm know what the pizza you have to try it yeah. <laughs> Depends where you go, and it's especially in areas of New York, you get these people mm. that are trying to make it like so high level, or rather like these like gourmet pizzas. And sometimes yes. I just want like that good New York street pizza. Yes. Like, stop trying to elevate something beyond what it needs to be. Yeah, um, to and it's so always hard. Yeah, James, here too. Yeah, <laughs> let me know what what is it that you do exactly, like. What okay. are you doing within your space, and then I also want to know just why you're doing it. What brought you there?
1: So, what you want to know first? So, because I, I, I need some constraints here, or you'd be here all day. So, um, or say the H is like to talk. I want to I know. Think, I want to know. <laughs> I think that I think the, the most logical place to start is why, um, and okay. I think that kind of goes back to me really. So, I'm going to steal a, a line from my uh, a mentor that I'm working with on on the business at the moment. And he says, your origin story is really the foundation of everything that you're doing, um, but even before your why. And his his line is, if you didn't know ba- uh, Batman's origin story, he's just a crazy dude who wears pointy ears on his mask and beats up strangers in the night. He's a psycho, right? And when you understand that his parents were murdered by criminals, it makes sense that he does that. So that I, they have to know, like, so for me, I have ADHD. I was diagnosed in what you guys would call high school Um, and then I was told to take stimulant medication because I was causing a lot of trouble in school um, like with misbehavior and I wasn't really doing my study or my homework so it resolved those two issues but unfortunately I wasn't really given any education as to what it meant beyond uh, study and work and career and things like that. So as soon as I left school, I figured I didn't have ADHD anymore, and the world was mine. And I basically ended up working kind of transient work and uh, working. what well, was a ski bum, is what you guys would call that, actually, over in France for quite some time. And it was kind of party lifestyle, you know, um, seasonal work, transient crowd, not really getting to know anyone too long certain bad behavior not not being around people long enough for that to be an issue uh, as such and not taking work too seriously and partying a lot Um, and then I decided I had enough of that and I studied physical therapy so I have a three-year degree in that of course classic ADHD I didn't do anything with that degree Uh, (laughs) then during the pandemic me and my fiance we had our son who's now two and all of a sudden trying to start a business I was working as an in gym face-to-face personal trainer at the time all of a sudden trying to start a new career new baby lots of stress pandemic Um, certain yeah my my ADHD became a big problem and it was the ADHD behaviors that I wasn't really told about in school and they were always there but they just became a real problem um like relationship really came to an end there's a lot of temper tantrums a lot of emotional dysregulation is what you call that in, in in adhd terms forgetfulness overwhelm um bad moods anxiety bouts of depression all that sort of stuff and thankfully i came across a very good podcast run by a charity in the uk called adhd adults i don't know if you've listened to any of it no, it's a particularly. It, ADHD adults put into Spotify. It's it's the best resource for ADHD there is. It's as evidence based as it can be because some of the evidence is limited. But they'll discuss topics week on week and week different things that it can cause problems with, and go right back to the start because now they're more just discussing. James, on can, you,
0: can you can you yeah. can you say the name of that podcast one more time? ADHD adults. That's it. Adults, ADHD.
1: Yeah, adults, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, it's so good. But go back back to the start because they go episode by episode. They go, you know, emotional dysregulation. They go executive function. One episode, and they discuss the evidence on it. And one of the best therapies for ADHD is actually knowing what it is. And that was my big problem is I didn't know what it was. Even though I had had a diagnosis as a teenager, I didn't really mm-hmm. know what it was. And it was like each episode of this podcast was my life story. And Then, with all that kind of came together, working as a personal trainer, and then I started to piece my own journey into fitness together. And then I wanted to make that journey quicker for people like me, because I started to see my issues with fitness through the lens of ADHD all of a sudden, which was a lot of rejection sensitivity. So, fear of failure, low self-esteem, and body image issues, issues with using food for stimulation, um, being overweight as a kid and having faced stigma for that as a kid. Um, the list goes on. And I took too long to get into fitness and getting into lifting weights and going to the gym. And I want to speed up that journey in a way for people that that caters to the, to the issues that I was facing. So... I took, I only started lifting weights at twenty-eight. Um I just I'd just broken up with an ex girlfriend. I was a bit lost. I'd had to move back home. Um my mom had some my mother, my mom had some gym some gym equipment in the home. And I, w- I wouldn't go into a gym because I was just so intimidated by it. I found it overwhelming, overstimulating. I just thought I'd look like an idiot and I thought I was weak. So I started working out at home. And um only hey, James,
0: can I ask you can I ask you a quick mm-hmm. question? Do you, do you, do you feel that Mm. that's a normal thing in most people? And I guess the answer is like, we're both going to say, yes, of course, that's a normal feeling, but with the ADHD, do you feel like it just became that much more overwhelming? And again, I think we're both going to say, yes, of course. But Uh I mean, is that, is that something that really sat with you the most? Is that how kind of you're really defining that part of like how you were able to overcome that and that that's, that's how you want to support people right now?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think, like, someone that doesn't have ADHD, they're all, of course, at any stage mm-hmm. in their life, they're going to be intimidated by the gym. They're going to find it overwhelming. They're going to have fear of failure. They're going to think that they're going to look stupid. But they'll they'll just get over it, you know? They'll talk to themselves, like, look, I'm just going to just go in there and do it. And then they'll just do it. They'll, or they'll hire a coach. The coach will be like, look, everyone feels that. No one's really looking at you. Just go in there, get it done, it's over. And they'll, they'll just do it. Um, they won't take five years like me. So that's the difference, right? Um and I, I didn't feel like I had a, belonged in a gym until I was like two years into a physical therapy degree where I was like, Well, I know enough about anatomy now that I'm 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 now certified to walk into a gym where it turns out no one really knows what they're doing anyway. So it's <laughs> the truth, right? Yeah, it was me I don't still know, but you know, yeah, it's it's yeah, I'm really trying to speed up that journey and uh, o- overcome the, the the issues that I was having with trying to engage with fitness. And even though I did it very slowly and I should have been quicker, I think the way I did it, if you condensed it, was the right way to do it. I, um, And it, it was different to how most people do it. And most people, are, you're advised to do it. So a lot of people's goals... What they think their goals are when they ADHD, neurotypical, doesn't matter. What they think their goal is, is to obviously lose weight. That's what everybody wants to do. Right. And coaches online will say there's no point going to the gym unless you're looking at your nutrition. There's no point exercising unless you're looking at nutrition. And that is, of course, true if you're trying to lose weight in the most efficient, time constrained way possible. And you're trying to maximize your efforts and make it incredibly, as I said, efficient. But the problem with that is you're not giving the person an opportunity to enjoy training for the sake of it. And Point. to, yeah, to, I think there's so much that happens when you start lifting weights, regardless of how much attention you're paying to what you're eating. Uh, I think the you can get gain so much confidence in your body. And I think that's one of the great things about Strength training, resistance training, or lifting weights—is that it actually doesn't help you lose weight, and it's 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 good to engage in an exercise for just the pure enjoyment of it and to make your body stronger, um, and not just focusing on trying to deplete it of one tissue and that's all you're trying to do. So yeah, i I've been yeah. it's been it's been
0: my goal the past couple of months. I know personally to try and mm. take away the what people perceive the benefits of weightlifting mm. as more of a body composition position where I'm thinking, you know, I need to make this completely hundred percent. The reason I'm stepping into the gym right now is, you know, brain focused, brain first. Yeah. Um, and same thing with my nutrition too, but where that's not exactly what we're talking about at the moment, but I think that when I end up going in there thinking that it's going to be for body composition position or, and this is, this is get, that's a little, this gets dicey right now because I end up telling people this too, is like, if you're trying to make progress in the gym, we're going to talk about progressive overload. I'll tell you, and it's, mean, cause it is true, right? Cause if Mm. like, if you're trying to get stronger, if you're trying to, you know, build muscle, that kind of stuff like progressive overload has to be there. However, Mm. I think that that, I think progressive overload can almost, um, overwhelm or just kind of take away, uh, someone's, I think Mm. drive because they're thinking, okay, well, I got to get in there and I'm going to add more weight and I don't know Mm -hmm. if I'm going to be able to do it, which is like, it's all normal, but I feel like, I think there's more of a benefit uh, before progressive, uh, just before progressive overload Mm. to get in the gym and just make sure that what I, what I end up trying to keep saying is I'm like, just squeeze your muscle daily. And Mm. if you have to get in there and you're going to use 50% of the weight that you normally use. Do I'd rather that happen than you focus Mm. on the progressive overload and then let the failure, which should be there, let Mm. the failure now take away your motivation, right? Does that make sense Mm. to you?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's like set the bar a bit lower, especially if you've never lifted weights before, like, or you've never really done it in a focused way that's consistent beyond like six months even, or a year. Mm -hmm. If you've never done that, you're going to make progress regardless of how, how <laughs> what you're eating like because you've never really continuously stimulated for strength and muscle gain so if you if you've never done it you're going to see progress so why not allow that person to go in and get a little bit of a kick out of seeing the numbers go up a little bit and then if they stall then you can start to suggest well you should try and eat some more protein and what usually happens when people go and eat more protein is, well, sometimes I see people, they'll just buy a protein supplement and buy protein shakes in the carton and in the, stu- in, the, in the shop. But a lot of people, they have to start thinking about what they're eating a little bit more. Most people prepare more food just by trying to consume more protein. And then they, they, they see, oh, my goodness, that, my bench press went up after a few weeks of eating one extra serving of protein a day. It's like, well, there you go. That, that stuff works and then you've, yeah. you're giving them a little bit of buy-in then as well like you know you're giving them a little win from not having to do a whole lot but yeah certainly like if people you don't like you're going to be lifting weights for me that's uh, what i said to my clients you're going to be lifting weights till you're in the ground so like what's the rush like yeah i mean get into the gym and enjoy it and if you lift you're, you know, if you only add one kilo to the exercise after three weeks, you're still stronger than you were three weeks ago, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, th- I think it's, I, it, it becomes so hard for some people too, because it's like, well, I want to be progressing faster. But before we get ahead of ourselves mm-hmm. here, I do mm-hmm. just want to maybe um ground this, because mm-hmm. we're talking about this. We're talking about what ADHD might look like in the gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And you know, just, I guess a good question is, do you are you really targeting only individuals with adhd um or yeah, are you yeah. are you taking on other clients that maybe aren't as adhd focused
1: no i'm i'm specifically looking to help people with adhd yeah 100 percent. um i'm it's it's from it's just way better for me and way better for the client if yeah. i have you know, a systemized program that's specific for them that takes them through such and such and such. It means I can deliver it in a in a way that's more cost effective. I can deliver it in a way that's more targeted to them. And it means their coach isn't burnt out from trying to attract every type of individual. Because sure. it's just yeah. way too difficult. It's just a win-win for both people.
0: Yeah, they get,
1: yeah. They get a much more focused uh, program, and I can market it easier as well. Sure. And that's not cynical. It's literally just like the biggest gift I have to give is that I have ADHD and I know what they're experiencing, and I that's can great. also I can hold them accountable because it's like you can do it. Um, and if you don't have ADHD, and someone tells you you can do something that an ADHD person finds tough, they don't like that because they're like, yeah. like, like, no, you can, you can do it. It just need to be less uh, worrying about that. And then it's like, hey man, yeah, it's 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 different. So yeah, it it gives me way more satisfaction. To, Perfect. Uh, I, my message doesn't resonate with people like who don't have ADHD, and that's what I found. Yeah. Know. There's,
0: you know what, James? I think it's I think it's also something too, And I've I've said this and I, I really truly believe it is that a lot of individuals with ADHD. Right. It's it's it isn't a challenge specific to ADHD. Sometimes it's just that mm. much harder to get over that hump. And so even individuals without ADHD can benefit from that kind of messaging. Oh, but yeah. More. But I think more importantly, I think we just need to leave room for how much more messaging or how much more that message can target that person with ADHD. Like mm. listen in if you don't, but make sure that you kind of know that the the more important thing is that we have the room to kind of work through all of those challenges just on a deeper right. level, which I think is important. But can I ask more specifically, like what does ADHD look like in the gym? Um, and then you're talking about your program and your system what does that system look like and how is it really different than you know what someone else would really want to um mm. use so oh. let's start with the, kind of like what A, what you think ADHD mm. looks like in the gym and like why mm. it's so hard
1: uh yeah so for one they they're going to find it on the surface they're going to find it quite boring okay and they're going to find it quite overwhelming as well so these are lack of stimulation big thing with ADHD and then overwhelming another big thing with ADHD. The other thing would be fear of failure um, and all or nothing, just not able to think long-term about it and having issues with planning and then executive functioning. So following the actual program, you know, remembering to bring their gear, remembering to bring their shoes, remember to, that they go to the gym before work on this day. And that, you know, it's, just the planning the organizing and everything and then in the actual gym itself it's it's a noisy environment everyone appears to know what they're doing except for you and if you're new to that environment that's going to hurt everyone like you said but it's going to just hit 10 times harder with uh with someone with ADHD um but on the flip side I think it's just 10 times more beneficial for people like us to do it as well um I think we really need to have a deep understanding of what we're doing and we need to have a little bit more certainty that we're going to succeed and breaking things down into chunks is just is a a really 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 big part of that um so yeah honestly i've i first went to the gym with my fiance before i'd really understood what ADHD was she thought i was i'd taken some some sort of drugs before i went in because i was just like deer in the headlights I just thought everyone was looking at me. It's really quite a distorted uh, view of what's going on. Um, what helps that is to have a plan and have a focus, and obviously to make it enjoyable. And to it, to be honest, the principles of it like are not any different. Like the actual workout programs, my mum is gonna, my mother's going to be doing the same kind of a program, and that the actual bare bones of it, like is going to be the same. She's a 70-year-old woman, but the principles are not the same. Or sorry, the the, the principles are, are identical. It's it's the more the mindset is is it has to be navigated. So we have to cater to the ADHD mindset. So like I said, I start with training. I was like that's the first thing we do. We get into the gym, we start lifting weights, we start enjoying that for the sake of enjoying it. And we start to see a little bit of progress. And then we bring in the most the most basic change with the nutrition that we can. And then the changes in nutrition are related back to the gym. So a lot of people with ADHD as well will have body confidence issues or they might have suffered with binge eating in the past or being overweight. So they might not yeah. like yeah they might not like their body and then if you're going in straight away with like we need to weigh you, or we need to get you down in weight, we need to eat this food so you come down in weight, it's going to cause more problems and it's going to solve in fact it might even just set that person backwards. Um, whereas the gym, as I said, most people haven't engaged with strength training consistently enough to see a benefit. So when they see the numbers go up, the plates go onto the bar, them getting stronger, they can't deny that there's progress happening. And they, they start to change what they think about their body. So all of a sudden they see their body as something that can do something cool and it, it's performing well and it's getting stronger. And they're in the gym to serve it and make it more robust. Whereas in the past, a lot of my clients would have just gone to the gym to just burn calories and get weight off. And it's just loads and loads of cardio and effectively depleting the body. Muscle as well, if, if, if it's not supported. So we're going to the gym to make ourselves stronger. And then, to make that engaging and not boring, it's it's putting the focus on the performance, mm. you know, like, let's see how heavy you can deadlift, like, you know, they get a kick out of doing it the first time, it's like, well, how heavy do you think you can do it? And they're like, I don't know. Um, well, you think you could do 100 kilos or 200 pounds? They're maybe like, oh, no, I couldn't. I'm like, I think you could, let's try. Um, or can they can do their first chin-up or can they do their first uh, yeah. push-up or, you know, Bench press two plates for the first time and going after those things and then tying all the nutrition, all the behavior change into performance and uh, uh, having a growth mindset, going after something. Yeah. So James,
0: let me, can I, can I ask this? So if, if someone's coming to you, do you find that most people are coming to you with the idea of like, you know what, James, I have ADHD, but I'm looking to lose weight right now. I'm looking to get stronger and what it sounds like, instead of just saying, okay, look, you have ADHD, I have ADHD, here's your plan, go at it. It -hmm. sounds like what you're doing is you're kind of asking them to take a step back for a second. You're looking at the, like kind of the reason why they want to achieve that goal. And then Mm -hmm. you're kind of breaking down the challenges that could be ahead of them. And then Mm -hmm. you're just making sure that it's like, okay, got it. Like, let's definitely get you to a body fat loss goal. Let's get you to building muscle. But -hmm. first of all, let's just make sure that we definitely are solidified within that the reason mm. why we're going in, because if we don't have that, then you're probably going to have a hard time continuing with it, right? Because yes. your plan's going to get boring, right? The reason mm. why, you know, you looking in the mirror and like not seeing progress is going to be really hard the first couple of weeks because you're just not going to see it that way. Yes. Um, do you think that that's kind of like where you're at when someone's coming to you or just yes. tell me if I'm wrong too? <laughs> yeah,
1: no, 100%. I, I deal with two people. So two types of people, people that have done training. Um, but they've just gone all in with it, like all that all or nothing mindset, where they're just black and white. So they're they might have done this maybe in their when they're a little bit younger, less responsibilities. And now if they tried to do that, like their house would just go on fire because they just that's all they did was like they had a job and they worked out and they ate a certain way, but. Like there might have been, like, one client is, was into, you know, powerlifting, but she was training six days a week. So even for powerlifting, she was overdoing it, you know. And it, it, you're trying to just give them a way of, like, being more long-term and then more consistent with it and, and making it work for their life where it is now. And then I have another another type of client that's never done it, ever. Yeah. Um, and, and they're kind of in the same position, both of them, because no that neither of them really know. And We're trying to zoom out, like you said, and say, well, people who succeed with this kind of stuff they enjoy going to the gym or at least they have to do it consistently they have a sense of preparing food and they yeah they that, and you have to get those things in place first or else we're gonna create something that's very top heavy that's just yeah for sure you know and it's all in after this one one goal and and people might say I want to lose weight. And then you need to find out why. And then they say, well, I want to be healthier. So, well, you could be healthier without ever losing an ounce of, mm-hmm. of fat. Of fat, Like if you're like 90% of people, like we spoke about, that started the call, you can get much healthier without focusing on losing weight and without losing weight. I mean, I was this person for a while. I was, I, what would I say? I was like 30, 30 pounds overweight, right? And I've been 30 pounds overweight a few times in my life. One time I was completely sedentary. I had an office job and I just ate whatever the hell I wanted and I didn't exercise. And then I've been 30 pounds overweight and I was able to run 5K. I was able to deadlift twice my body weight and I was eating whole foods. I was eating way too much, obviously. (laughs) I was at least preparing all my own food. So it's you know my the 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 second person spoke about his cardiovascular fitness is, is like 10 times better his muscle mass is 10 times better his skeleton is in better shape ligaments tendons everything brain everything so the weight loss has to be a nice to have on top of first of all your life being in good shape and two um yeah it, it can't be the, the everything that you're going after it's it's totally cool to have goals that are related to how you look and what your body looks like but if you can make that as much about your performance and making it more of a game-like thing to go after like i want to lift this weight or i want to run 5k and it's like you did that let's run it faster that kind of thing it really okay. is it. yeah and even the health goals have to be put aside because i don't know about you but the adhd mind can play tricks on you so if you're saying i'm going to the gym because i need to be healthy then if you miss a session the flip side of that coin is you're like you didn't go to the gym you suck you're damaging your health you're a bad person so it's like if your goal is to go to the gym to get really strong and lift big weights and be a beast and or to like blitz a 5k really quick it's like ah, oh, i missed a session that's uh okay you know i'll get the i'll do the next one i'm still on track to run my 5k another 25 minutes i'm still on yeah. track to, to to bench press two plates or, or whatever yeah you know
0: and that's that i that i always feel like is the is the hardest thing uh with people who need something that is you know forever going to be mm you know, exciting and motivating. Cause it's something where it's like, well, I missed the gym. I'm not going to see, you know, that, yes. uh, that quick, that quick jump. And it's like, well, okay, I get it. And I hear you, but like the one day is not going to ruin it kind of thing. We have to make sure like, even if we take a step back right now and again, that's, that's like the room that we have to leave for people to mm. be able to have the conversation, to get remotivated in some kind of way. Uh, because you're going to have those people that just ebb and flow, with the self-doubt and the motivation and then they're looking for the excitement. It's not there. I already lost the excitement. I lost the progress and it makes it that much harder. Um, James, let me, let me, so I'm just trying to break this down. I'm grounding my feet here a little bit more. So Mm -hmm. with you, you have your clients. Mm -hmm. They're going to come to you. And again, it could be someone who is already like they're, you know, they have a, they have a very old training age or they've just Mm -hmm. been kind of at it for a bit of time. And maybe someone who wants to make that change too. We're redirecting or trying to kind of, you know, uh solidify the the purpose that they're actually kind of working out, which I think is important. But when you kind of get into, you know, keeping someone excited in the gym, and we can kind of bring them back mm-hmm. to, to I guess what we can call like their why. But mm-hmm. you know, for for the ADHD brain, say in the gym, or if you're trying to kind of set up that plan, um, I know you're a big runner, but and so mm-hmm. that could also kind of be here too. Mm-hmm. How, how do you think you're gonna keep someone excited in the gym is it something where you can't overwhelm them do you think or like what would that kind of workout plan or that training plan kind of look like to you
1: if they're in the the early stages of the gym and they're i'm not trying to overwhelm the person it, it's a little bit like the workshop i spoke about it's, it i will i'm a really big fan of barbells especially for people who have never trained before i think mm-hmm. there's just something satisfying about doing a deadlift and slapping another plate on it. Um, And same with any of the barbell exercises. And there's also, they're universal. And it might sound a bit silly, but, you know, you don't go to the bar and your friend doesn't say, hey, you know, what are you, Cybex? uh, Yeah, no, shoulder pressing. It's on the machine. It's like, they're like, hey, what's your bench? And you're like, it's 200 pounds. And they're like, holy crap. So it is, it is, or I'm deadlifting 250 pounds. It's cool to be able to say that. And it is fun. And I think if someone's new to training, I think that is – and it is strength training thereafter. It's muscle gain, hypertrophy, all those things. I think the barbell is a great tool simply because it, it it's an enjoyable process to do that style of training. Uh, longer rest times. Um, and, yeah, um, so I, I really am a big fan of that. As, as I said, if someone's getting overwhelmed, it's like, hey, why do you need to go into the gym and do – a full body workout or a or a full legs workout or a full upper body workout. Why? You've never been to a gym. Why would your first session be four or five exercises? When you just yeah, when totally. your you're primary objective, if you've never been to a gym, is to go in and have a win and to, to try and perform one of those exercises. And I I use the deadlift in this instance. So their first visit to the gym is they go in with as much knowledge as they can have prior to, to going in. And we kind of there, there is a lot of perfectionism with ADHD and there shouldn't be with training. It should be training should be a, 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 a consistently imperfect efforts over and over again. But the perfectionism will work against them and it will it will talk them out of it. So we need to cater to it at the early stages and say, you know everything you need to know about doing a deadlift. You know where the plates are, you know where the bars are, you know where the clips are, you know what they look like. I've shown you everything. Go in, do a few lifts pick up the bar, slam it down, and then that's it. You'll enjoy it, and that's you having... And then, and they're like, oh, my God, yeah, I did so many things. I went to the gym, I found the bar, I put set it up. It's like, yeah, okay, now how do you do a bench press? Well, I guess it's the same. I just need to get that bar out. I know I've made that space somewhere I'm familiar with now, and I'm not intimidated yeah. by it. And I know I had a lot more certainty with with uh, doing it by just focusing on one, one exercise. And then over the course like, of a few weeks, James, I think work. I
0: think I like I like that the most. Sorry to interrupt, but I love the fact that you're focusing on the bar because they think that when you get into the gym and then all of a sudden you see dumbbells, you see kettlebells, yeah. you see you see all the straps, right? Yes. And so someone's like, "Wait a second, was I supposed to do the TRX or should I do this?" Yeah. But it's like, let's just have your have your eyes catch focus on the bar. We're only yeah. going to use the bar right now, yeah. and I think that's one of the most important things because yes. there always is so much to do, and it can only be beneficial. Um, and you know what I've also found, I found that it's been really helpful to just focus, say, on just the kettlebell, right? Yeah. Or just the one modality for people. I think it helps yeah. just make sure that you are, look, this is your one tool. We're not going to jump around because I think it's going to have you move oh, around yeah. the space and it's going to be hard for you because you have to readjust. And yeah, so yeah. just the barbell, 100%. I think that's the most important thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love um, Yeah.
1: And a lot of people I've I like talk to, they're, they're even intimidated to go into the weights area full stop, you know? Ooh, and it, yeah. yeah. It's just trying to simplify it as much as possible. And they might have questions. It's like, Oh, well I heard machines are better. It's like you doing this exercise for six weeks is better than anything you've ever done. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's like, and it's that they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. And that is the thing. I mean, it's uh, if for if people ask me, why do you like barbells so much? Uh, I, I just do. And that's my answer. And that's the most scientific answer I can give you on that, is I just like them, you know. <laughs> and, and that's it. It's, it's creating it. And that's definitely for someone who's new, is trying to make it fun. And after they've been through that six months of just basic strength training, they might, what they decide they want to do after that then is totally up to them. They might want to do powerlifting. Thing. And then it's like, well, hey, you need to get yourself a powerlifting coach. Have fun. We're really happy to have worked with you. Or they might say, oh, I want to start really leaning out now. It's like, okay, well, at, at that point, they've arrived at a place where they, they've they seen so much benefit from going to the gym that they're never going to go back. And it doesn't yeah. necessarily need to be exciting as much. And then mm-hmm. they can go for these kind of nice-to-have goals like getting really, like, really, really, like, quite quietly um as a sort of a fun project you know but not in a desperate i need to look like, like that way and then the training then is, is about that and it's they just know that they need to go to the gym and lift weights to maintain their muscle as they're losing weight they just know that that needs to be done and yeah. they're they're kind of bought in with with weight training at that point so um yeah you know you can you can bring in uh yeah you can bring in more machines at that point and yeah it isn't as exciting as as the barbell training at the the early stages of constantly seeing progress but at that point the the landscapes change for that person so you know that's got it okay uh, yeah
0: i mean i like i like how you're setting all that up so i i kind of see how you're bringing someone through is this and with the programs that you are offering right now um is that, is that kind of what they would expect is like, look, I'm looking to get, I'm looking to, you know, focus on my body right now in a different kind of way. Um, mm. Coach James is going to bring me through the introduction, make me comfortable and get me set up with the foundation. And then we're going to kind of take a
1: jump yes, off there. Exactly. That's I awesome. mean, they will lose, they will lose weight. Like, There's no way you can't. Like if, if you go to the gym, start lifting weights and then you start introducing more protein into your diet you start changing just small things with your food, you will start to lose weight. But mm-hmm. It's going to be very hard for you to engage with it properly. If you don't have a little bit of enjoyment with the exercise that you're doing. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: Um Well, I, that's whilst... why I like
1: running as well. It's like, it's just at the door. You just need a pair of shoes, you know? And I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to tell people like, for me, it's like spend as least amount of time as you possibly can in the gym. You know? Yeah. The most yeah. useful thing you can do in there is lift weights. If if you can get out of there, like you know, cardio-wise, let's try and think of something outdoors. And for me, it's nearly always running. And if the person is quite overweight, it's starting with walking. But yeah. I I love running. It gets a bad rep, but it's it's great, and it's great for the the mind with ADHD as well. I love yeah. lifting weights, but for managing ADHD symptoms, I I really think the like, cardio is king for managing ADHD symptoms, and it doesn't. Yeah be crazy sweaty red in the face i want to pass out cardio it could just be i'm going for a jog with my buddy and i'm talking the whole way it can, it can be that 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 low intensity
0: i feel like if people are looking for progress and it's uh it's something where you're cardiovascular fitness can yeah. improve vastly very, very quick. Right. Um, yeah. and, but you can also lose it very quick. It's like a lot of our runners yeah. that might end up kind of going on vacation or they're going on a, you know, mm-hmm. they're traveling somewhere. It's like, yeah, if you miss five days of running, you're going to have a little bit of a harder time getting back in. What I do like about strength training, uh, for some people is that it is a slower increase in overall, uh, kind Mm -hmm. of progress, but you also Mm -hmm. lose it a lot slower too. Mm -hmm. So you can likely kind of get back in the gym. So sometimes if someone wants to kind of have that, that excitement kind of up and down, or someone's kind of losing a little bit of interest, it's like, well, then let's just focus back on the thing that you're going to get back quicker. That's your cardiovascular fitness. And let's make sure that maybe we kind of like take a step back into the foundation of the strength training and all that kind of stuff too yeah 100
1: yeah. percent. and it's like you, you don't have to do the same thing all the time i mean you might start out with three days lifting weights and then you might get really into running it's like okay well then just go to the gym once a week and just make it a really good session it's like oh but what about my strength and it's like well come back to it next year it's like as i said you're gonna be doing this hopefully till you're in the ground you know i mean you know you 90, so. 90 minutes of strength training per week is enough and if your main focus right now is running then just go at it you know you know you're still if you're if you're going into the gym for two 45 minute sessions lifting weights per week you're in the top 10 percent of the population like you're killing it like yeah you yeah. don't need to attack and hit every muscle it doesn't work like that you can you can be much more individualized now in you train you don't have to hit every minute muscle you don't have to do every movement pattern you can focus on one thing i mean i have a guy who wants to get really good at chin-ups right now he doesn't do any other pulling exercise other than like pulled <laughs> ends and chin-ups yeah, but and he's yeah. like what about what about this muscle if i pull it horizontally or this way it's like yeah well you can do that in three months time it's like it the answer
0: matter. is yes but we also yeah, have to make sure yeah. that we're making it right for you right yeah to keep you
1: Yeah, yeah, you could do it. There's always like a goal related to performance that you can come up with that'll keep someone interested. I feel, you know, it's like if they're trying to lose weight, it's like, well, how much can you deadlift at a lighter body weight? Yeah, you know, know, there's always always something.
0: I always feel like those larger messages are easier to kind of, you know, keep people focused. Like I always just think of it as like bucketing. So the, you know, for yeah. someone who starts to kind of get so into those minute details and they start to get lost in the weeds a little bit, I think sometimes I'm like, I get it and I want you to get there, but I will tell you that if you if you improve your performance, the body composition is going to come along with it, right? If oh, you make sure that you're effect, focusing yeah. on, you know, yeah. your mental performance from the workouts that's going to happen outside the gym like it's all, it's all going to fall into place. But if you don't focus on improving the performance first, it's not going to help. And I think that's, that's a larger message that helps a lot of individuals and just kind of say, okay, if that's my main focus, and I know that it's going to come in the back end, because that's like the trust in the process aspect, Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. we can definitely do it. Uh, James, can can we switch over, and you've been touching on a bunch with nutrition a little bit, Mm -hmm. but what is, what's some of the more frequent advice that you feel like you're coming across with nutrition, whether it's breaking down myths in your mind or trying to reinforce certain Thing with people. We're going to get into like, yeah, calories, mm-hmm. protein matter most of the time. But what else are you, do you feel like you're usually hitting on for the ADHD brain and the ADHD individual?
1: Yeah, I think it, it's, it's, look, it's just very difficult for every, anyone in ADHD or not to navigate nutrition advice. I mean, I don't know if you've ever gone onto Instagram as an anonymous account or and just started to engage with anything fitness related. Some of the stuff that comes up is like, it's it's just so bad mm-hmm. you know it's it's really the bar is really set quite low unfortunately with nutrition um and that that is that makes it very difficult for people i mean if you know the 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 meme if you were to follow the advice of the top four the top five new york times best selling books on food and nutrition you'd you'd be starving there'd be nothing to yeah. eat so like the bar is set quite low and then there's the next tier up, which is like the, the the calorie deficit sort of parts, as I call them. They're just all saying calorie deficit, calorie deficit, calorie deficit. You need to be a calorie deficit you want to lose weight. And this is, of course, true. This is like a foundation like of, of, of any weight loss. We know this, but it's just not very helpful information just to tell people that they need to be in a calorie deficit and it doesn't really relate mm-hmm. to the individual very much. But I understand, like, these kids are young and, you know, they're kind of like, they're like college kids have just learned about Marxism and they just think they've solved all the world's problems. And it's it's very exciting for them, I get it, you know. And, you know, Dave Shapiro uh, uh, debates them and things like that. It's very funny. But um, I think, yeah, I think that advice, albeit true, is not very ADHD-friendly because it just, it's diving so head first into the into the the the, the minute details of how to do it, like, rather than focusing on how are you actually going to go about doing it and what does it mean to you and like can you cook no maybe learn to cook like can yeah. you do a, a grocery shop every week no well then a food plan and a mac like a, a macro target isn't really something that's going to help you like i always say if you were trying to save up a bit of money for I'm going to get made fun of for using this word vacation because we say holiday here. If you're saving up a bit of money for a vacation, you're not going to start by hiring a financial advisor. You know, you're just going to make your coffee at home and see sure. how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like my fitness pal is a little bit like a financial advisor. It's like this many carbs, this many protein, this many calories. And it's like that's just incredibly overwhelming and you'll never stick to it. Or you may, you might, but. I think it's it's like the training. It's 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 implementing something small and seeing a benefit from it and then get creating some buy in from that small change and then feeling like, okay, I'm pretty sure that stuff works. I want to try that again. So, yeah, you know, eat one more serving of protein and then one more serving of fruit or vegetables a day and see what happens. What happened? I got stronger. What else happened? I was more full. I felt better. It's like, okay, well, that works. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, okay, well, let's do more of that then. And then, you know, if you're, if someone is coming back to me and they're saying, I'm eating four or five, six servings of protein a day, you know, six servings of vegetables a day, um, eating regular meals, drinking lots of water, it's like, okay, well, that's, I think you'd be someone, I think you could try tracking calories now. You know, you've done the work, you've the systems in place that allow you to eat this way. Now you can start to measure it and see how good your system is. For sure. Fine-tune. Yeah.
0: Well, I think can, yeah uh, so sorry to cut you off again i think it's i think sometimes those larger messages that you're touching on that's actually the advanced step right yeah, the advanced yeah. step is calorie deficit the advanced mm-hmm. step is i'm going to say this too for a second and i cuz and it's not something that i end up promoting but it's something here where you know if someone does want to fast and be very specific about it Fasting Mm. is a very advanced thing. It really is. People think it's just Mm. not eating. But if you believe that, you know, you're just going to just not eat, like Mm. that's simple in its own way. But if you Mm. don't understand how to go about doing that and how you're going to feed yourself in that Mm. moment and what it's going to feel like in those moments, you've skipped over a bunch and you're now trying to kind of sprint before you can even walk. You have to understand what it is that you have to be eating or understand the purpose Mm. of the fast or know that it's not magic right yes. all those kind of things like those yes. that is the advanced step and we can get there like we can target those things but we have to make sure that you're taking those smaller steps beforehand and it's our job here james it's like mm. to make it exciting in those small steps too which is hard um yes. but yeah I people think this- i think think that those that those larger messages are easy it's not those larger messages no. are the advanced thing that we have to reach eventually
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think uh, if you have adhd as well fasting is a really good way of getting into an argument with a loved one like it's it's one-way ticket to doghouse spoken from experience yeah 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 it, it puts you in a terrible mood uh, yeah i um i mean if you're in a really big hurry to lose weight and change your, how you look physically then tracking calories and macros is probably a good idea but you Definitely have to ask rain. yourself why you're in and does isn't it doesn't have to you you don't have to, you can be a New to fitness or not new to fitness, if you're in a rush and you want to do it the most time efficient way possible, you should track calories and and you should weigh yourself every day and you should take progress photos and you should do all that stuff. But you have to ask yourself, why are you in such a hurry?
0: Great point. I think that, you know what? I, I love, I love to tell people that on a long enough timeline, we're all going to be successful. But if you want to shorten that timeline, you just have to be more aggressive, but we can definitely make sure that you understand if you want that lifestyle, we're going to extend your, um, your timeline of success. That's yes. all right. You like, we can all be successful, but it's up to you how 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 far that timeline how long that timeline is and and i think unfortunately that's where like you know that's where a a financial challenge comes in or you know an expectation challenge comes in Mm. all those all those kind of things for sure and that's just the business side of it um you know trying to make sure that we can kind of do our passion and have people be able to afford what we want to be able to provide them you know
1: it's very hard yeah i mean we're probably it, it sounds like we're both Pushing long-term behavior change and habit formation, which is, <laughs> yeah, for sure, <laughs> is not as sexy as lose this much weight in ninety days. It's not never is no. Um, uh, maybe the, the tides will shift and we'll be billionaires. Who knows? But um maybe people, people maybe maybe will maybe the message will catch on. But yeah, yeah, I, I, you really have to ask yourself why you're in such a hurry to lose weight. I mean, for health, probably not a good reason. Um, to be honest yeah it, it it is it it's it it, it is it, there's no good reason to do it in a hurry there really isn't you know and it's i think i think for the
0: adhd brain i think the yeah. faster you want to achieve it i think yes. you're, i think i think that the you can definitely get there, but I think that the expectation that you end up having and what you think the outcome is, is likely not going to be the success that you're trying to achieve. And I say that because there's been so many people who put on three pounds of muscle or someone who's lost 12 mm. pounds of body fat. And once they get to that point, you kind of look them in the eye, you said, are we there? And they are like, uh, no. And it's like, well, why not? And then going back to what you said, it's kind of mm. like we're missing the why. Let me
1: just jump to um, one of our so last I questions did. Here. I did think of something there. It's like, oh yeah, well. Up? There's like huge amount of risk with going fast with with, yeah. with trying to do it quickly is like you know then you can leave someone in a really bad position and that with ADHD as well, I think this is particularly bad and it's a big responsibility for me not to have someone end up like this, which is I've tried everything now and it didn't work. yeah and really what happened was you overloaded them with information and overwhelm and they probably didn't adhere to the to the calorie targets because they couldn't. And then they didn't get the results that they should have gotten. And they think they've tried everything and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And they've even tried an ADHD coach and it didn't work. And they're just going to feel even worse about themselves than when they started. So I would rather someone go too slow and get annoyed at me that they're not seeing progress quick enough than end up in that position. Because that is the absolute worst place to be. I've been there. Uh, it's yeah. brutal. Yeah, it's yeah. Not you want to be. I've tried everything and it didn't work. Yeah. You, you didn't. It just was too hard. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think leaving people forever dieting is always ends up my my one purpose. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna show you one. If yeah. you are if body fat loss is it, I wanna show you how we can definitely achieve that and you can see what the progress is. We can make a decision at some point if we wanna keep going at that yeah. at that rate, but I also need to make sure that I'm teaching you. You're seeing like you are seeing body fat loss progress right now. The scale yeah. shows it, the off scale shows it, but you know that you're not done yet because we mm-hmm. need to bring you towards that maintenance area. And that's that, that is where I can leave. Yes, you. That's mm-hmm. where I can finally look for you to tell me that you don't need me anymore. Exactly. But if you end up being yes. in a deep deficit and you are now losing body fat really quickly and you think you're done and you're going to move on, I will tell you, you're putting yourself in a worse position, right? That's yes. kind of like, I think 100%. Uh,
1: the slower yeah. you go in. When you go in slowly, you kind of effectively leave breadcrumbs behind you, so you oh, know yeah. how you, you know how you got there, mm-hmm. so you can go. Oh, point. I went. I'm at level ten now, but like level five felt like I could do that forever, and I feel like level five will keep me the way I want to be. I was like, "Well, let's just go back to there because you know how you spent enough time there and you got there quite slowly, so you have more of a sense of where you are and how you got there. Whereas if you go all yeah. in on, on all the exercise, all the calorie tracking straight away you'll get a result but you don't really know how you did it and you don't really have a good understanding of how it all happened and you don't know exactly what what to revert back to just to stay happy you know
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i love that i always i always tell people i love i love <laughs> the breadcrumbs uh, that's a great analogy i also love to tell people like we have to find what home is because well, in the worst case scenario when shit hits the fan you're you just need to know where to run home Right. Yeah. You're gonna run home to make yes. sure that you're comfortable where your eating style is that brings comfort, where your training style is that bring comfort, where your communication, your sleep style like where is home? Because when someone says like I gotta get back on track, I feel like with the ADHD mind, it's like I gotta get back on track. Well, then you're you're forever just moving forward. Yeah. Right? People yeah. really get burnt out that way. I'm like, can we can we right now, because you're you're letting me know that you're burnt out from travel or parenting or whatever's going yeah. on, mm-hmm. can we can we right now come back home? home. And I'm going to now guide you there to make sure that you're going to stay home. You're going to see, you know, your success there. And then we can kind of venture back out as far as you want to, and you can get more aggressive if whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, with all that said, kind of that sexy Mm -hmm. side of things, right. Going quicker. I just Mm -hmm. want to ask this last question about like supplements. What are you usually seeing in the, in the, because we're focusing on the ADHD people. Do you see people that are kind of asking about or leaning towards certain like supplements for training for an ergogenic effect of some kind of way um, that you usually have to kind of break through? Specific for ADHD. I guess like both, right? It's like, I think that there's a lot of people that will, you know, look at fat burner supplements, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. It's just like, that's like a general population kind of thing. We kind of break Mm -hmm. that down. I feel like I don't hear that much anymore. I'm really glad. Um, yeah but I,
1: think... I, I find that people's people have gotten wise to that yeah i think so too you know, i think there's some good accounts out there um that are breaking down a lot of the basics for people um and, and it's it is landing you know i think people know that now um yeah supplements i mean yeah i i don't have much of an opinion on supplements really mm-hmm. uh i'm i'm not this is certainly from a nutrition standpoint. I mean, my, my nutrition advice is basic, but in the context of what's available on Instagram, it's it's high level, high level stuff, as we found out. But yeah, like, I don't do too big, too big uh, an opinion on supplements. You know, I wouldn't want to see people waste their money, but I don't know enough about them to really comment. Um, but I would always bias myself towards like it probably doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, sure, it's sure. Not, that's like I need to be convinced, uh really convinced to 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 use supplements or recommend them to people. Um yeah. But if people tell me they, they use them and they like them, that's okay. But if if it's becoming like the supplements are a focus and it's just taken away from them adhering to basics, I'm like, well, you need to look at that. You yeah, know, it's like how much time and money and effort is it taking you to do your supplement stack versus, you know, just hammering down the basics.
0: Yeah, know? again, I, yeah, I I think that that ADHD brain can focus on what they find exciting. And yeah. I think that the supplements can become that for some people. And it's like, you know, I will recommend a handful of supplements with, you know, some of the basics being in there, like whey protein maybe being one. Oh, yeah. And we also know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we forget about that. And, you know, if we want to talk about multivitamins and whatnot, but, you know, even looking at certain things like the benefits of creatine, the be- like the benefits of beta alanine or even like a You know, nitric oxide, like a beet powder, like, and then you're you're Mm kind of done. Like, what else is there? Maybe maybe caffeine, but you know, natural caffeine. We're Mm -hmm. talking about drinking from coffee or not. But beyond that, there's not really going to be much that's going to benefit. And I think what we want to make sure we do is like, you know, tell people like, there's no, there's no supplement that's going to end up being, you know, something you take that's going to make you feel superhuman. If you think you're going to take something that's going to like kick in and get your goal that much quicker it's likely you know the efficacy of it is going to be really low and you're probably wasting your money or you're just putting yourself in a harmful harmful position yeah it's either Um, harmful
1: illegal or ineffective exactly there you go the Uh, the way to tell is if there's no side effects like if there's not if there's no side effects there probably aren't any effects (laughs) so it's like everything has a side effect like caffeine side effects it makes you yeah you know but, yeah, yeah supplements. I mean, I I guess if someone was really quizzing me a lot about supplements, especially in the early stages, um, and I couldn't navigate that, what we just did there, I would see that as maybe they're not ready to to work with me. Yeah,
0: you know, it's also could, an
1: advanced step. I mean, if,
0: you want, if yeah. you want to bring supplements in, like it's, it can benefit you. But again, lack of protein, lack of calories, lack of, you know, just getting in the gym yeah. and training, like, yeah, yeah. Like, let's get there. But again, we have to make sure that that foundation is there, and that again is a general message. But I think for the ADHD mind, it's like they're always looking for something to kind of excite yeah. them, and that's the hard thing, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But James, I want you to let let everyone know, let me know. I mean, I I mm-hmm. I know where can yeah. people find out more about you?
1: Um, Instagram. Yeah, really. I just Instagram. I have a target with my business when it, as to when I'll get a website but I'm really about keeping things simple so I I'm not at a stage where I need a website so I don't have one no, I don't I, think I you don't need know. one no I don't and I, I you know I'm trying to keep it simple and uh, like it's, it's like a supplement if I had it I don't need it and I need to focus on the basics so yeah. I don't have one so Instagram is the best place to find me and it's ADHD fitness coach dot James ADHD fitness coach James if you type that in, I'll come up. there's yeah. not many many of us out there. I think there's one or two other people that do fitness for ADHD Anyways, um,
0: there's there, there are people that will I talked to someone on this podcast before and I actually didn't publish it because the person I know they they were talking about their ADHD their ADHD journey but I felt as if once I was talking with them, there was nothing specific for the ADHD individual. And I was like, this doesn't sound as if it's going to be as beneficial as making sure that we are targeting kind of those ADHD specific needs for people. Um, they're out there and you got to watch out for them too. But uh, uh, I'm going to say it again. It's at ADHD.fitness.coach.james. Um, but really good stuff. I love how much you're putting out there. You're kind of like, you're, you're laying your brain out there on the line in terms of how you think, and I think some of yes. you are going Thank to you. resonate with that.
1: Yeah, I'm not posting massively at the moment because I'm 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 gone back to the drawing board a, a bit with my strategy, but my I foresee the majority of my content being very helpful and free for the future. So do stay tuned. That is the plan. The plan is to do free informative content that is no, it's great and you
0: have you have two offerings right on your profile though right right if you were click on the oh, yeah. link there's two there's two yeah two, i mean, there's two get things, rid things of to go, that go
1: one, to because i'm quite busy with the with going back to drawing board with the business at the moment yeah I, I i'm working with someone on that and it is exciting so there's no workshops in the pipeline just yet but that is the plan is to do more of them uh, so I'm more focused and I have more of a, of a plan my end and I can simplify my end and do more of the stuff that's helpful to you got to 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 people out there and more impactful to them so I need to get rid of that link but the best way to talk to me is just give me a shoot me a message where you can book just a 10 minute chat if you talk to me I will help you like I really am do not care the outcome beyond that like I, I I will help you Like that is all I want to do, um, is to help. So I will give you some tailored advice. It really is. There's no pressure on that whatsoever. Like it's chill. But if that's what you if if you want some help, give me give me a message on Instagram or stay tuned for any of the free workshops or free content that I'll be putting up. But yeah, I want to make it more targeted and more designed to help folks as well. I mean, doing the funny videos is great, no, but it takes a lot of time. My God. <laughs> you know, geez, it takes a lot of time. It does.
0: Yeah. 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 I hear you. Yeah. All
1: yeah, right. I, well,
0: this is great. James, do you feel as if uh, you were able to get your point across and you're, you were able to represent yourself the way you wanted to?
1: There's never enough time for me to talk, I'm afraid. Um, I hear you. I am. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I can talk a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm very happy with the conversation. I, I, actually, yeah, I thought it was wonderful. Uh, well, we... you are,
0: you are welcome back here at any point. Um, I would and I'd love, love to, to come you back
1: know,
0: on. yeah, keep talking about it. Um, because I think that that training side and getting people confident again, that brain first. Um, I think focus is what we yeah. all need. So, first, I think
1: I think it's only going to get more helpful and more. Um, detailed and more more impactful too so yeah I'd love to come back on and yeah I will yeah if you're ever in Ireland give
0: me a shout gotta make it you know what's on my on my hit list right now is Norway I have this I have this deep like I've never Mm -hmm. been to Norway but I have this deep connection with Norway right now in terms of you know getting out there just hiking a bit um do you, have you any think I'm on target? There? Think it's think it's think it's good, there? or should I just be going to Ireland instead? Do you think?
1: Do you have any heritage in Norway or something? Is there your calling?
0: None whatsoever. I, I think am... if
1: you have a calling for somewhere, you should go there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I think you should go. There. Ireland's great. Um, yeah, I wouldn't push it on people
0: though, but I like it. <laughs> I think yeah. it's good. Are we are we seeing the mountains behind her behind her head? That, out? Yeah, that's that's, out.
1: that's yeah. Those are the sort of foothills of the Wicklow Mountains. They're not really mountains. They're just hills that look like mountains because we, yeah, they're they're small little mountains. Well, it's here in of,
0: New York City, we need to make sure we have some of those those moments where we can appreciate the. It's uh, the very green.
1: Mountain. It's it's very green where I live. I did just move here from the city center in Dublin, which was not my thing at all. Uh, it was, when <laughs> I was a younger man. But I'm I'm much happier out right here. So I'm in the sort of suburbs now, beside the seaside, and it's very green it's it's really nice yeah so yeah no, I nice
0: man yeah it sounds like you put yourself in a good spot yeah alright James okay. well I think it's a good it's a good spot to to end it Um, but we'll get you yeah. back on at uh, some I'll point here yeah. And yeah. thanks so much for your time I think I think we've gone well over an hour you, I think you know yeah, yeah. you also recorded this for me because
1: we had those little <laughs> uh, challenges up front so you okay. gotta remember to
0: make sure you send it all my way
1: yes I will I will I will send it to you like when WeTransfer or something off all right. placed a lot of trust in me today, right? you placed a lot <laughs> of trust in me today.
0: I uh, did, and I definitely yeah, trust you, so I it's okay. I hope it was a
1: good decision.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, dude. Well, uh, we'll leave it there. And thank you again. And, uh, oh, yeah, man. Pleasure. Soon.
1: Yes. Okay? Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, take you much, care. Man. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: bye.